When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you could fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Um, yeah, guys, we got UFC 277 coming up at the end of the month. Right around the corner is the home run derby. You know, maybe maybe old man Pujols could pull one out as the uh, as a as the special contestant. Who knows? You got great odds on them. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 226 of the Big Show, some Enforcer Based Podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday, easy like Sunday morning, I hope. Or perhaps you're listening to this on Monday on the on the way back into work and on the commute. Uh, either way, I got a I got a fun episode for you today. Um, not only are we going to talk uh, briefly about some uh, the you know the free agent signings that started, um, some coaching hires, some revisionist history, and all that sort of thing. And I also have a guest for you today. Um, he is an Ice Wars Ice Wars competitor, Travis Check. Uh, he was uh, he he took part in the uh, first Ice Wars. He fought Bo Cornell and picked up a TKO victory. And in Ice Wars Two here, which is happening August sixth in Edmonton again, and it's going to be on Fight t- uh, TV on the pay per view. Twenty bucks. I hope you order it. If you can't get to Edmonton at the River Creek Casino for the event, um, and this and then this. Uh, uh, round two of Ice Wars, there's going to be a lightweight tournament, which Travis is taking part in. Um, so they're doing that with the weight categories this time. So eight uh, eight lightweight guys are going to go at it, and uh, and, we'll, and we'll see how Travis does. I And, uh, you know, when I talked to him about his preparation for the event, uh, you know, for facing a possible three fights in a night with the tournament, compared to the one that he had in just the first, in the first uh, um, Ice Wars. And, uh, yeah, we just talked about that in his training and, and also his hockey background. Uh, Travis played, uh, junior hockey. Uh, he started off in the Kootenai Junior League and then, uh, and then he played, and then he moved up to Junior A and played in the, uh, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League as well as the Manitoba Junior League and, uh, went to a Royal Bank Cup with the Dauphin Kings. And, uh, yeah, we talk about that and just his background and, uh, 
And uh, yeah, no, it was fun. And like I said, we did, we we talked for about twenty some minutes, but uh, it was good getting to know him. And and like I said to uh, well, I said to him also, but um, I was saying to Jay afterwards, uh, you know, I, I kind of like uh, you know, hopefully leading up to the event here, I'd like to do a couple more of these just to you know, kind of because I know a lot of you guys listen will probably obviously be watching the Ice Wars event, and uh, you know, kind of get to know some of the guys and uh, you know, bring their backgrounds. So. Uh, you know, hopefully I can get in touch with a few more guys and, uh, you know, and we can, and, and do this sort of thing leading up to the August 6th event. So, but yeah, no, so it was fun to sit down with Travis and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, so we got a little bit of everything on today's, uh, today's show. Um, and then I will, uh, I will tell you now, um, I am going to be on holidays this week coming up for, uh, four days. I'm going to the lake, but like a good teammate, I'm not going to let you listeners down. Even when I'm gone, I'm still going to be here. That's right, folks. Um, I actually have another interview that I have finished, and I will be. It will be uploaded on Wednesday. Uh, the power of scheduling and editing. And uh, even though I will, my my fat ass will be floating out in Candle Lake somewhere off the boat. Uh, a, a new episode will still appear in your uh, on your Spotify feed or iTunes, or whatever platform you happen to listen to. And it is a player interview with uh, Knoxville Ice Bears legend, David Siegel. And I think you guys will really enjoy it. David tells some great, some great stories, and uh, it was a pleasure to have him on. And uh, yeah, so that will be Wednesday's episode. That will be my lake episode. See? Look at that. And then I'll be back in time, and you'll hear my... Uh, Melodic sounds next Sunday. <laughs> sure. But, uh, oh man, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to the lake and, uh, and just, uh, getting away from work for a few days. I have worked, uh, well, I was in, uh, when I was in Edmonton for the last Ice Wars, uh, on the, on the, uh, May long weekend. That was my last days off and I've worked every day since then. I got back Monday, uh, yeah, Sunday, and then Monday I worked, and then after that I have worked every day since. So um, yes, I am very much looking forward to uh, the time off here and uh, get up to the lake and enjoy the boat and the water. And it's supposed to be super hot, so um, you know, might even get a tan. As they say, fat looks better brown than white. So we'll we'll, we'll see what we can do. But uh, before we get into all that, of course, I have to talk about the sponsors. I remember the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented, so whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, also, Terry Ryan's on the network. Uh, you know, get on there. Earl Shorzy, uh, Ted Hitchcock, definitely check out his show. And uh, for my off-network friends, of course, we got Alec Coden Salen over there at the Five for Fighting Podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, he is... Uh, they're busy house hunting right now, so um, you know him and the him and the dog puddles there, and and the wife. They're uh, yeah. Hopefully they could. I think they hopefully they close the deal here. I think he told me. So uh, you know, fingers crossed for them. I know that's a you know that's a big step in anybody uh, you know home purchase. So uh, good luck to them. And uh, if if it's the one, I think it is. Uh, yeah, he sent me some pictures. That's, it looks like a a palatial estate. I'll tell you, that's some. Uh, you know, nice, nice pad out there in North Carolina, so I'm happy for them. And uh, but uh, other than that, I mean, uh, as far as the podcast goes, um, his episode, uh, the last episode he did, he talked about um, actually what to, as far as enforcer jersey numbers that could be retired. You know, like robbery, Chris Neal, that type of thing. It was interesting to see, and he had put it out to the uh, the enforcer appreciation Facebook group just to kind of get uh, people's feedback. So it was interesting what uh, the, the names of people threw out. So, but he, and I mean, I always bust on the, I always bust his balls, but I will say, and I have to admit, he has a tremendous back catalog. It pains me to say it, but uh, no, uh, Frank by Lois, um, J- you know, Jason Rushton, Rob Ray. Uh, yeah. So uh, definitely give his, give his, uh, give his show a listen. Also, uh, if you're on YouTube, well, everyone, if you're on YouTube, I think everyone's on YouTube. Um, yeah, um, the five for fighting YouTube channel, 
um, when you're on there, if you could hit the subscribe, it helps. As creators, um, like I always say, hitting the subscribe button might not be a big deal to you, but for the creator, it is. It helps. It helps. And we're trying to get Alec to a thousand subscribers. He's getting close. I think he's at eight something. So hopefully, we can get him to a thousand. And um, but yeah, and he is when he created the channel earlier this year. It was for the East Coast League fights from this past season. He uh, he's been uploading those and some great tilts uh, in this past season. So yeah, give his channel a look a, a look see and hit subscribe and uh, and I think you'll dig it. But uh, all right, guys, let's let's get into this. What um, as I said, I have I have the interview with Travis coming up, but uh, before we get into that, I won't I won't take up too much of your time because um, uh, you know as far as the NHL for agency and all that type of thing, I don't give a shit. To be completely honest, I don't care who these teams sign. I'm not watching any of this shit. The thing that amuses me though is is people's reaction to things. It's just like oh the drama of it all, the drama queens. Um, a few things that I was happy about. I was happy to see Rocky Thompson back in the NHL. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. John Tortorella got hired as the Flyers head coach. And he has brought in Rocky Thompson to be an assistant coach. Um, which is, you know, a, a really a great hire. And I've been, I've been a fan of Rocky the player, uh, ever since his junior days of Medicine Hat. And, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. And I know in terms of around in the coaching world, um, he's very highly thought of. And he's had a lot of success. Won a Memorial Cup in, in Windsor in the Ontario League. Um, took a team to the, uh, when he was the head coach of the Chicago Wolves in the American League. Took them to the league final. Um, so he's had, he's had great success in terms of being a head coach. Uh, he's been an assistant coach in the NHL with Edmonton and San Jose. And, uh, and, and now again in Philly. So, um, I would say it'd be really weird, uh, when, when the coach is like the toughest guy in the organization. Sure, sure. I guess that sort of shows where where we are in hockey uh, when when the assistant coach is the toughest guy in the team. Um, but uh, but I will say, speaking of toughness, the Flyers did in free agency. I know everyone's crying and whatever, but they did sign uh, Delorier, and um, you know, I mean, uh, I I mean, I don't mind the guy. I mean, he had some pretty good fights. You know, is he some kind of killer? Uh, no, but. You know, whatever he'll he, he's got grit. I laugh at though at, at these flyer. Oh, it's just the end of the world, and oh, all we're doing is signing fourth liners, and he's a goon, and what? I always laugh that they talk like these guys now are like Ogie Oglethorpe or something. Like he's out there playing in his shoes. Like he had nine goals last year, you know, and everybody oh nine goals, big deal. Well, from the fourth line when you're not getting any ice time, you think about that. How much ice time does a fourth liner get in the NHL these days? You know, and just, it's so no power, you know, like no special teams minutes. That's straight five on five, you know, what, probably about average, what, seven minutes a game, eight minutes a game. I don't know. I don't watch, but I mean, what, I know fourth liner ain't getting much. So he had nine goals. And like I said, he had, he had a, in 50 games one year of Montreal, he had 10. So, I mean, these guys talk like he doesn't know what the little black thing rolling around out there is. Like he just, it's just clueless. Like he's just like, where, He's a fourth line signing. I like, I don't understand what these fans they get all worked up about it, and it's like, oh, so now we and like the one guy is typing. And of course, it's and I laugh because of course these people are like flyer vloggers and bloggers and whatever, and it's like, oh, I guess now we have another goon on our fourth line, another goon. What? Who was the other goon? But a goon. Oh yeah, and it's your fourth. It's like it's your fourth line once again. This isn't a video game. Because somebody was talking about, I can't, I can't remember the kids, I don't know who they were talking about, but it was some kid in the American League. I don't know, he had 15 goals or something, or 20 goals. Whatever, he's a scoring kid on the American League, down with down in the, with the Phantoms. And they're like, yeah, why don't they put him on the fourth line instead of Goon Boy here? It's like, oh yeah, so you're going to take a first line guy in the American Hockey League and stick him on the fourth line in the NHL and and think he'll be productive that way. Like if you're on the first line in the American League, you've been on the first line your entire life. Like you've been the star and junior. Now you're in the American League. You play power play time, everything else. You you, you know twenty some minutes a game. So you think he he should be able he'll be able to adapt to seven minutes a game and just five on five. Like you think that he'll really flourish in that role. Like who, again, this isn't a video, this isn't Xbox. 
You know, like, I, I just don't, like, you don't put, you don't have 12 scorers. Those are our forwards. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, oh, it's just mind-numbing. They don't, whatever. But, well, that's, uh, but I mean, th- these are the fans. This is where we're at. I see the Montreal Canadiens. They, they put out a press release. They hired two more people for their, for their analytics team. And all these people are replying how excited they are. Oh, we're just pumped. I said, oh, yeah, that's what we're, we're excited for the calculator crew now as, as hockey fans. Yeah, they're excited for the nerds that, you know, with their, with their stats and their, you know, yeah, we're, we're cheering on our analytics departments now. You know, oh, and they're talking, oh, this, this will really boost the Habs. It's like, oh, God, just what? I'm just laughing. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I'm so glad I don't watch this shit anymore, but it's just like, what happened to hockey? Like, just, you know, we have people literally excited over a couple calculator punchers signing with their team. Like, oh, yeah, going to the cup now. You know, you know, oh, we got we Bill in the analytics department finally, you know, signed up to a multi-year deal. You know, hopefully he can bring his protractors and, uh, yeah, he's got some formulas for us to really help our power play out. Oh, God. Yeah. His calculus will really help us five on five. There, that's where we are, folks. Um, <laughs> the other player, the other, uh, the other player signing I wanted to briefly mention was over the across the pond in the UK. Matthew Gagnon is returning to Nottingham. He has signed with the Panthers. He was over there. Uh, he was with Nottingham before. Um, I really like Gagnon. Actually, he is. Uh, Hey, see, hey, you know, I could be positive about some of today's players, but Gagnon's been around for a little while, and he's actually seems to be, to me, he's kind of like a, he's almost like a throwback type guy, um, you know, could have, you know, could have been a ninety. I, I would, that's uh, my throwback. It sounds so well. I guess it's twenty years now, but uh, almost thirty years. But I always say he could be like a nineties guy. He reminds me of like, you know, um, just big, tough, like mean. And, um, yeah, I'm glad to see him around. Uh, he had a really strong couple, a real strong fight season this year in the East Coast League. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see him back over in the UK. Um, I, I know from talking to a few, a few of the guys that I know over in the UK, I mean, once again, there, a lot of their fans are up in arms that they somehow think that, you know, like signing Gagnon's just the end of the world for Nottingham and, that's why they don't get any skill, but they just sign these guys and on and on, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, I said the only problem with, with Gagnon going over there is who's he going to fight? I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see. But uh, but no, happy for him over, happy to see him get over there. And, um, uh, you know, and I would assume he's probably making more money over there than he is in the East Coast League. So, um Maybe not. Eh, he probably is. I would think so. But uh, either way, um, yeah. Other than that, uh, th- th- those are the signings and 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 whatnot. Um, yeah, like like I said, whenever it's it's the free agency starts in the summer, it uh, you know um, I guess it gives hockey fans something to talk about. But oh my god, it's just like I said the the crying and everything else and. Um, oh, the one that did crack me up though was, um, who the gold, who'd Vegas get rid of? Oh, Pacioretty, who's always hurt anyway, but you know, good player, but he's always hurt, but they gave him away. And then of course everybody's like, oh, see, we're seeing the, the, the decline of the Knights and oh yeah. And then a couple of the Knights fans were on there crying. I'm like, you've been in existence for six years. You've made the final once and the playoffs... You've made the play. You've made the playoffs five out of the six years you've been in existence, and the Stanley Cup final in your first year. <laughs> and as a fan base, you're already complaining, like, "Oh, we're downhill from here." While you're in the final, I mean, other than the winning it, I mean, everywhere else is your everything else is going to be downhill from there. Um, I, I, so to see Golden Knights fans complaining about anything was funny, but. Um, I, I was just laughing at the fans that, oh, it's about time. They're, they're going to suck and they deserve it because they, they had their team handed to them. I always loved that. That's what I said at the start of the show with revisionist history. I always loved this idea 
that the NHL just gave Las Vegas this just outstanding team so they could make it to the Stanley Cup final in their first year. Did I laugh? I, because again, I've been on this, I've been on social media long enough to remember. For it's funny for having such a, a air quote great team given to them. Every expert in the world, every NHL expert picked Vegas to finish dead last that first year. I I can remember fans going on and on about how bad their team was when they looked at the roster. The only reason they were good uh, is they had a, two guys had career years. Um, uh, William Carlson had forty goals, hasn't come close to that since. Uh, David Perron had a career high in points with 60, but I said, so their two leading scorers were, uh, well, Carlson had 78 points, was 23rd in the league. And then, and then Marceau had 75 points and he was 30th. After that, you had Perron with like 60. No, they won because of, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, who Pittsburgh let go because they thought they had the answer with Matt Murray, blah, blah, blah. So it's like they had a really good goalie and then... And then a couple fringe players that two of them had career years, and then the rest were just glue guys. If you go, I challenge anybody, you go back and look at that first year roster and think, when you look at that roster, you're like, oh, yeah, Stanley Cup bound for sure. The league really handed it to them. Are you kidding me? I just looked at that roster. It's it's not the who's who, it's the who's that. You know, but I'm like, I laugh. You go, oh, I, I knew they were going to be good that first year. Oh, you didn't know shit. I love that one. That they were just gifted the team. Oh, sure. Yeah. Go look at that roster. Gifted? Eh. They had a good goalie. They had a really good goalie, which is the key. But after that, nah. They were, they were one line and a goalie. So, enough with that. Yeah. The NHL gifted them that team. Oh, sure they did. Uh, yeah, but I, but like I said, every, everyone's a, everyone's a genius with hindsight, right? So, yeah, so it just kind of cracked me up, but uh, yeah, the, the Knights fans crying because they got rid of patches. Oh, we're doomed. Oh yeah. Doomed. Seven seasons in, we're doomed. Yeah. I said, I think the Knights have won more playoff series already than what Toronto has in about three decades. So, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much Vegas fans. Although I will say with Vegas, it, it does seem like they've got, with a, like for as strong as their teams have been in the play, I mean, this last year obviously they missed the playoffs, but up until then they made the playoffs every year, like I said, the final in the first year. But yeah, like they fired Gallant and then who, who's the other guy? They got DeBornauer or whatever. I don't, there seems to always, and they're moving guys in and out and there's lots of movement and getting rid of Flurry and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of stability, though. I will say that. Like, they seem to move shit around. I mean, clearly they've had success. Like I said, they made the playoffs every year, except for this last one. But it's like, I guess it's kind of hard. Like, they make the moves, and it's like, oh, they're still making the playoffs. So, eh, all right. I mean, they're still winning. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you can't point the finger too much. But, um, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of teams in the NHL that would kill for that kind of success right now after six years. But, um, yeah, it just seems kind of... I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't watch hockey really. I mean, I, just from what I see on social media and stuff. But it's like you just see it in the news. That this guy's gone and they're getting rid of him and doing this. And it's kind of like, aren't you winning? Why are you moving everything? I, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. I don't, I don't know what this point is. I'm just sort of, as I said, it's Saturday night. And I'm sort of just babbling here in the basement. So um, how about we get on with Travis here? Yeah, enough, enough of my... My NHL predictions and my out, and my out, my takes on the NHL, yeah, my take coming from a person that watches, uh, you know, a, a grand total of twenty seven minutes of NHL hockey a year because it happens to be out at my parents' house when I'm visiting the old man in the back room. Um, yeah, so that's my NHL takes for the for the uh, free agent frenzy of the summer beginning. Um. Oh yeah, before I do that, uh, somebody asked me, and I had, I had mentioned it uh, a couple episodes there with uh, the Bob Probert Invitational Tournament. Um, it will be happening. I will have it done probably in the last week of July, uh, next Saturday. I'll do it next Saturday, um, or the, I guess the Saturday coming up. Um, when I'm out at the lake here at night, you know, we're just sitting around the cabin or whatever. I'll do the list of 64 guys. 
and uh, uh, yeah, that'll work. I'll, I'll try to. Uh, I'll do the preview show on Wednesday, and then uh, yeah, I'm hoping Saturday. If I can do the preview show Wednesday, uh, Saturday will be the uh, the uh, the gloves drop at high noon for round one of the tournament. So that's that's the game plan anyway. So I will keep you posted. But uh, other than that, guys, how about we get into uh, my interview with Travis Check, um, lightweight contender for the for the Ice Wars Two tournament, and uh, fun to talk to get to get to know the competitors. Um, yeah, actually, hit up YouTube uh, and check out. Uh, there's about five or six uh, Travis's tilts um, from from junior back in the day, and I'm, I'm telling you. You know, it kind of has the, 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 the kind of the, the, uh, swinging style there. It's kind of this, a Thai Domi, uh, Morasti mix kind of, you know, a little undersized in the fights, but, uh, just goes in and starts swinging. Man, there's a couple of them. Rapid fire, like I said, like my buddy would say, he's, he's fighting like he's double parked. You know, he wants to get the shit over with in a hurry. Uh, but he drops the one dude. I was laughing because they're, we talked about it in the interview, but yeah, he's, uh, squaring off with this guy and the guy kind of gives him the come on you know like let's go whatever like you know come on and uh and then uh travis proceeds to drop the guy it was like uh yeah it was pretty it was pretty funny i was laughing last night when i was watching those but uh yeah so it was uh but no it was fun to sit down with travis again i i appreciate him taking the time to uh to come on the show and uh yeah guys other than that um that's it um as I said, I will be uh, hitting the lake here uh, in the next couple of days on Monday. So, uh, but uh, Wednesday's episode will be uh, uploaded and come out uh, as it always does Wednesday morning. And again, it's with David uh, uh, Siegel, and uh, and like I said, he was a great guest too. He told some great stories, and I think you guys will really enjoy it. But uh, other than that, let's get on with my uh, conversation with Travis Check. And uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Oh, and Yes, social media. Uh, follow me, Fourth Line Voice, on Twitter as well as on Facebook. And also my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2,500 videos on my channel. Any league you're looking for, just type it in. Everything's sorted. Whoever you're looking to, you know, whoever, just type it in the search engine. Boom, up it'll come. Rocky Thompson, if you want. I got a bunch of Rockies fights from Junior and stuff on there. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, so Fourth Line Voice on YouTube and on all social media. Give me a follow, and if you could rate and review this show, I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, other than that, let's get into it. Here's my interview with Travis Check. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right, here on the Fourth Line Voice, got a special guest. I got Ice Wars competitor, where he goes by the loose cannon, Travis Check. Travis, how you doing today? Good, buddy. How are you doing? Very good. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. No worries. How's uh? Well, you were you're in the first one, and you had you had a you had the a single bout there against Bo Cornell, and you and you won that by uh, by KO. Uh, and now you're into the uh, the lightweight tournament. How how's the how's the training going? Training's going good. I mean, I uh, I uh, kind of an odd thing to train for, you know. But I've been trying to um, simulate a hockey fight, you know, in the boxing bag. So I joined a boxing gym here in Calgary for the past couple months, you know, since the last event and been doing that and that's a that's a crazy cardio i've never really done anything like that you know it's uh definitely harder than a hockey game an hour workout doing boxing so been doing that and running and uh uh i quit my job about a month ago to to get on the ice every day so taking it pretty serious well i was gonna say look at this the commitment i, I love it um yeah. well i mean before we get into all the i got some questions about ice wars we'll talk about all that but uh yeah we'll let we gotta let the people know here about uh we'll give them your background uh, where were you, where were you born and where did you play your minor hockey? Yeah, so I was born in, uh, Eckville, Alberta. Um, I grew up on a farm, um, just outside Rocky Mountain House, just a couple hours, uh, from Calgary here. Um, so started out minor hockey in Caroline, Alberta, super, super small town. There's about a thousand people there. And then, uh, when I got up to Pee Wee, I jumped over to the Sylvan Lake and then to the AAA programs in Red Deer. Yeah, and um, and then uh, yeah, so you played yeah, AAA there in Red Deer, and then after that, uh, if I'm reading this right, you're in uh, you went out to the Rocky Mountain League, or I guess 
Kootenai Junior League. I always want to call it the Rocky Mountain League, but the KI, correct? In uh, 08, 09 with Columbia Valley? Yeah, that's right. I actually started out in, uh, in Kamloops. So that, that's it. That's in the KIJHL out there in BC. So I went there and then played, uh, played with Columbia Valley for a season two, yeah. Now, um, well, and I mean, and just, you know, 21 games, you had point, 21 points, point a game, but 136 minutes of penalties. And of course, they're, uh, um, for the folks there, it's a junior B league out in BC, but obviously this is when you can first fight in, in, uh, yeah. uh, did you, uh, did you, well, obviously you were scoring a point a game too, but, uh, did you kind of take to the fighting right away? Were you always sort of an aggressive kid to begin with? You know what? Like it was, it was, it was kind of funny. I, uh, I didn't really, didn't really know that about myself. But when I got to, when I first got to Kamloops, I, um, um, there was a lot of scraps going on that I watched for a few games and I didn't really know, know how. And there's this guy named Zachary Baba. Um, and he, uh, so I ended up, I ended up, uh, fighting him like four times, like consecutive games. And I got like TKO like the first two times and then fought him two more times and started to get better. And like after that, after that, you know, that's when I kind of went on a streak, you know, he kind of taught me in those four fights. And then after that is when I went on a streak and yeah, I definitely was in the most fights on every team I played on Therefore, you know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, well, you, you you mentioned uh, uh, Kamloops uh, with the what are they the the storm was that when uh, was Josh Caron there at that time? Yeah, he was. He was kind of he was jumping up from the Blazers to, and then back down with us. Yeah, Th- that that is a big dude, man. Um, yeah, he. Um, I remember watching him in the Western League, and he was kind of the kingpin in the Western League there in his last year. Uh, before he turned pro, I was, uh, I was going to say, did you ever met, did you ever, well, I guess you started there. Did you ever end up fighting with him though? No, we were on the same team, but yeah, I seen a few years later, he was on a few years later there. He was on the Bruins. Eh? Yeah. I was just wondering like after you had moved over to, uh, to Columbia Valley, if you had ever, uh, if you ever tried to take a shot at him. No, I never ended up beating up with him. I would have though. Yeah. So, um, well, the, so the following season, it's got you, the uh, it's got you down for three teams. It's got you in, uh, of course, Dauphin being the main one. We'll get there, but uh, you it says you got Golden uh, and then Humboldt as well. Did you start in yeah, Golden? Was, yeah, like I ended up kind of I got traded to Golden. It was just like it was just a quick three games. Yeah, and then uh, three or four games, and then uh, and then they called me up to the Humboldt Broncos. So. And then I think I only played three games with Humble, and I like I got in three fights in those three games, and then and then that was it. And then uh, and then they traded you to Dauphin. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were uh, they were hosting the RPC Cup, so I didn't. It was crazy because uh, yeah, they were hosting that, and they called me up there, so I didn't really know what was going on. I was so stoked, right? But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say that was that's probably the best trade that ever happened for you. I mean, yeah. yeah. You, uh, well, so you, yeah, well, so like you said, you, you, you roll into Dauphin and you, you know, you're 35 games, 18 points, 83 minutes, and you guys are hosting the, the Centennial Cup. And, uh, for those listening that, you know, in the, in, uh, Major Junior, it's called the Memorial Cup in, uh, Junior A hockey in Canada. It's the Centennial Cup or the Royal Bank Cup. Um, is it the Royal Bank Cup? Not still, or is it the Centennial Cup now? I'm getting it mixed up. It was always the Royal yeah. Bank Cup that I know of. Uh, Centennial Cup now? Yeah, I think they changed it to Centennial. Yeah. It was RBC Cup when I was there. Though. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was looking, I'm like, yeah, it's the Royal Bank, but yeah, I think it's Centennial now or something. But yeah, so, um, yeah, so you get into Dauphin and, and of course, you know, Manitoba Junior League, a lot of, a lot of tough boys rolling around that league. Um, how did you, how did you take to Dauphin and how, how did the, how did the tilts go that year? Were you fairly confident in your fighting ability at this point? Yeah, like at this point, I had you know, I had been in uh, you know, I had gotten some experience. But like when I got to Dolphin, remember when I got to Dolphin, my coach brought me in the office and you know basically brought me in there to tell me what he wanted for my role, which I kind of already knew. But he really set it in stone what he wanted me to do, right? And that was to 
that was to jump on the fourth line and be a spark plug, right? So, I mean, I know the junior A guys now, like, they can't, they, uh, the guys in junior, they, they start getting suspect after they fight a certain amount of games. But when I was playing, like, you could fight as much as you wanted, right? So I was getting a lot of taps on the shoulders during the game just to go, just to go out there and do that. And that was my role, right? Big hits. And, uh, you know, if the coach wanted me to fight, you know, that's who he sent, he sent me out. So it was a lot. It was a lot for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, you're kind of getting into that time frame, that 2010, 2011 in there. That's kind of right when Junior A kind of started changing a little bit. Almost, you you were you just got in under the wire there for the for whatever you want to call it the the golden age of junior hockey when you could still do that sort of thing. I mean now, yeah, yeah I mean now it's pretty much gone for the most part. But um, I know pretty still uh, still pretty wild back then. Uh, I've always whenever I talked, I've talked to a few guys that played in the Manitoba League and and. Uh, I know from talking to some guys in the SJHL, the the big trip in the SJ was always when you went up to Flim Flon. That was always because Flim Flon had that mystique about it. It was always kind of, uh, you know, oh shit, we're in one now. We're going to Flim Flon. For the Manitoba guys, when I talked to them, it was always OCN. When we're going up to yeah. OCN, <laughs> what was your experience? And I, I will get to the OCN thing because we were talking about it off air. But what was uh, what was the first trip into OCN like for you? First game in OCN, uh, I think I remember playing uh, um, Shane Goodrunning. Um, he uh, like he was from Rocky Mountain House too, so I, I guess that's all I really remember. But yeah, it was pretty wild. The fans were wild. It was a good atmosphere, and they wanted it. They made it. Uh, they they always wanted to have rough games for sure. But yeah, I think I only played there a couple times. Yeah, it's always like OCN always had the history of like just having the big tough teams and uh you know the two twos were there and Morasty was there back in the day and Braun yeah. and McIntyre and all them, right? So it was always the always the crazies were the where at OCN you're always gonna get into one. But uh I was uh we were talking before we got going, I was on YouTube checking out some of your there's a couple of your fights on YouTube and there's a was a McEwen for OCN. That was a pretty good your your flash TKO of them, uh, that that was a pretty good tilt there. I, I was digging that. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I he, that guy uh, before that, he told me he only fights heavyweights. It took a lot of uh, convincing on my end to get him to go for some reason, but glad he ended up going. <laughs> yeah, well, he was he was convinced afterwards. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. Well. Uh, like you said, there. So uh, you know, Dolphins hosting that year. So um, and you guys had a you know well, but not only that. I mean, you guys. I mean, you were a host, but I mean, you had a hell of a because I think you did. You guys win the league anyway, as well. Yeah, like we, we ended up. We well, yeah, we won the league and um, we get, went up against Larange and the and uh, against the, the SJHL's best team that won their league, and then we went to uh, we won our way to the RBC Cup final in the tournament too. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you guys had a hell of a run, and unfortunately, had you, you know, you lost to Vernon in the final. But um, yeah. uh, how was just that whole experience playing in that? Yeah, it was unreal. You know, the atmosphere. There was a lot of there was a lot of um, a lot of veteran guys there. Like we brought a lot a lot of guys in their twenty year old season down from the dub. So we had a lot of guys with experience, and it was just yeah, it was the best year of hockey I ever had. You know, it was. Um, pretty unreal to be brought into a team that was on a winning streak like that, you know, and uh, be able to buy into my role and be a part of that was uh, pretty unreal. Did, um, I think it was, I look, Justin Michaud was on that team as well, right? Yeah. Me's team over. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. he's, he had a few fights in that league. Uh, yeah. He's an absolute heavyweight. Yeah. Hey, I was going to say, did you ever have any run-ins with Jordan Lane? Um, I remember playing them. I never ended up fighting them. I don't know even know if I could reach them. I was gonna say that was gonna be a, that was my next question. If you had fought them, I'm like that'd have been an interesting dynamic fighting a guy six eight for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mish, well, uh, Mish fought him. He, they they went a couple times that season. Yeah, um, yeah. When uh, yeah, well, I, and I was laughing when in your one fight there, yeah, they played the Jaws theme. The the theme music from Jaws that kind of cracked me up that the one fight there where you're 
yeah, with the sh- the whole shark vibe. Um, yeah, they had me a soundtrack ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, the following year, you start off at Dauphin, and then uh, you got tra- you got traded to Battleford. Yeah, I played uh, the following year. I went to Battleford for a while, and uh, I think I played eighteen games there or something. Yeah, it was just like yeah. twenty. Yeah, twenty five games, eighteen points. I mean, you're yeah. I mean, so you're you're, you're contributing at point wise as well. Uh, uh, what were the if you can, if you can remember back, just thinking with the leagues, what what were the uh, what were the differences between the Manitoba League and the Saskatchewan League, if there were any? Oh, I mean, like skill level is pretty. I think pretty similar. It's just Battleford was a little bit weaker team, so I, I kind of ju- jumped up a couple lines and got to play. You know, I was getting some power play minutes and stuff there, right? So that was the difference for me. Is I didn't wasn't really stuck on the fourth line down there, so a little bit more ice time for me. Yeah, yeah. As you say, well, and then and then you ended up back in the Manitoba League with Selkirk. Yeah, finished finished junior career there. Yeah. At the, yeah, I mean, at that point, um, uh, was uh, was hockey pretty mu- pretty much uh, done for you, or did you have any? Did you uh, think about going down south, you know, Southern Pro League or anything like that? Yeah, I went down to a, I went down to a, a trial in the SPHL. Yep. Um, with the Pensacola Ice Flyers, went down there. I was there for like a couple weeks, but just uh, yeah, it didn't work out for me. Came back home and. You know, just kind of been jumping around senior leagues in Alberta since then. Yeah, it. Um, well, and then of course you, uh, you know, and then we uh, get, then we find you here in Ice Wars. You get the call. Uh, how many years later? Um, how did you first hear about Ice Wars? And like the moment you heard about it, were you kind of like, did you have to get talked into it, or were you like, no, I'm doing this for sure? Uh, so um, I played with the Nat and Palominos last year, and uh, and uh, the self the south of the ranch on hockey league here in the south uh, um of the south side of alberta and uh um my buddy jordan kennedy uh was all about it and he had heard of, he had heard about it and uh so he mentioned it to me and i was like yeah sign me up so he basically he basically made it all happen um and he got me in that first the first event there so i'm, I'm all for it i said yeah sign me up right away i mean i'll never would have thought you know well, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I was gonna say well, before that, I guess, yeah, with the in the in the senior league, you still uh, you have any have any tilts in the senior? Guys still get a little frisky every once in a while. Yeah, there's like a three there's like a three fight rule here, so then you start getting sub speed. So I just got in one this year, but that was it. And, so, uh, well, so when you first, uh, you know, see so you get signed you get signed up with Ice Wars and everything else. Um, what was sort of the, uh, I, I mean, I guess, what were you told of the event, and uh, were you, did you know right away that you were having, like, the one fight, or was the tournament thing even brought up to you for in the first event here? Um, no, I knew I knew that I was going in there for the single boat, for sure, and that they were doing the heavyweight division, so I, uh, yeah, I, I knew that it was just going to be one. Okay, and, and, and far, in terms of... Uh, well, now, of course, you you had mentioned here that you you're you know you're boxing and everything else, but leading up to the first one, uh, w- did you do anything to prepare for it, or was it just kind of like, ah, oh, we'll see how it happens? Yeah, like not as not as much as not as much as what I'm doing right now for sure. I mean, I did do some cardio stuff, but uh, I didn't I didn't really know what to expect, you know. But uh, um, definitely changing things up for the the eight man journey coming up. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and that's the thing here for the for the second ice. Of course, in the first one, you fought Bo Cornell, and like you said, you picked up a you know a, a TKO there in the in the early in the first round. So um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Like you, like we were saying before, we got going that uh, um, in, in terms of going the distance, right? Like as you said in the tournament, it'll be interesting to see how the how the cardio goes. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just trying to get dialed in with my cardio, and that's really all I'm worried about right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm hovering around like that 205 mark right now, so I'm gonna cut a little bit here for a couple weeks and get my cardio on top for sure. Yeah, so it's uh, 
like how are you for the weight though anyway was it you're kind of around that walking weight anyway or is it uh or, or did you have to come down a little bit yeah like i fluctuate from like you know 200 to 205 so i'm just gonna drop a bit for the next couple of weeks and then i'll be i'll be styling yeah we will be good to go um yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of uh yeah, so for the first one, well, the big one was, and I know a lot of people online were talking about it and still talking about it, um, and I had a couple of the guys on, you know, for the first one, was the synthetic ice. Did you do any training on it, and what was your takeaway from being on the synthetic ice? Yeah, so I didn't, like, I mean, I don't have any synthetic ice here. I mean, I seen some guys, I seen some guys ended up buying some, but for the first, for the first event, I just went there early, I jumped on the ice a couple times, and it's just like, it's, um, you know, if you were to glide on, on normal ice, it's like four, four times slower than that. You know, it's really, it's, uh, you can fall, you can fall a lot easier. You kind of catch an edge. So I think the best thing to do is to bring dull skates out there, right? Is what I kind of learned from the first event. And, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be going out there early and jumping on it for a bit and figuring some things out. Yeah. I know when talking to a couple of the guys that they had, they had trained on the synthetic ice before the event, they actually said this stuff at the event was a lot better than what they had been training on. Um, but, um, yeah, like in terms of just, uh, uh, just, just the overall feel, how going into the first one, um, you know, you guys do the, the, you know, the, the, the weigh-ins and it's like kind of the whole UFC boxing vibe kind of thing. Are, are you just wondering like, you know, what did I get myself into? Oh, like I, not really, man. I was just like, I just, uh, I was, just, I'm all about it. It's right up my alley. I'm stoked for it. Like, uh, yeah, never would have thought that I'd be fighting on synthetic ice on pay per view a few months ago. You know, so I mean, I'm all about it. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are the, what's the reaction been with the, with the boys and with the friends? Were they just like, you know, it's pretty wild. Yeah, we got a bunch of the boys from the Palominos uh, jumping up to Edmonton for it, and uh, yeah, everybody's stoked. Um, yeah, fired right up. Well, there you go. Well, like you said, the the nickname the Loose Cannon. I, you got to come up with some merch, man. You got to start. I said Amesbury, his whole crew was running around with the Diamond Hand shirts. Or you got to come up with some Loose Cannon gear. I think. Yeah, no, we're on it for sure right now. I seen that too. Amesbury had a bunch of people in the first event out there. Yeah, no, it's coming. No, it was funny, yeah, with Aysbury, because I was, I was sitting over there. I was like right in the, I was in the second row and his crew was in the front. I'm like, holy, I think he was coming. Yeah, there was about 20 of them. Yeah, they, he had his own, uh, he had his own section. Um, so in, in terms of the, 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 uh, the second event here, um, August 6th back at Edmonton, um, and you are part of the, the lightweight tournament. Um, I mean, obviously, in terms of training, what, I mean, you said that the boxing, everything, in, in terms of uh, the mindset, because like I said, it's a possible three fights, right? And uh, how are you approaching this different than you did the first one? So, like I said, I'm trying. I'm, what I'm, I, I do my boxing classes, and then I just try and I got the, I got the bag at my house, so I'm trying to. I got a rope around my bag. Yep. And you know, so I, I, uh, I've been grabbing a hold of that and trying to simulate the hockey fight right one minute as hard as i can go 45 second rest and then working on my breathing and then you know going to one minute again and doing three rounds of that nine times and doing that twice a day so that's what i've been doing the last couple of weeks with the with the bag downstairs and then just uh just getting on the ice you know um so that's all i can figure uh, figure out to do right now i think it's the best thing i can well, as far as the as the lightweight tournament goes, uh, have have with some of the names that have been announced, you are you familiar with any of the guys that are going to be in the tournament with you? So just uh, just Justice Smoke and Bo Cornell from the from the first event, but uh, my buddy that played on the Palominos with me last year, Taylor McNeil, uh, he's going to be an attorney. So I'm stoked to see how he does. He does he's an absolutely a smasher in there. So. Yeah, he's going to do well, so I'm stoked. I don't know if we're going to end up meeting up, but we could meet up for sure. Well, I was going to say if they're if they're drawing names, they're all there. There could be uh, there there could be some some heat in the first round. Yeah, I hope we, I don't want to meet them first round, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it'll be interesting with the with the difference with the lightweight and the heavyweight tournament. I think uh, 
you guys, uh, I think it might be, you guys are coming out, it might be a little quicker, the lightweight tournament, be swinging. Yeah, it'll be a little bit more speed for sure, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, well, I've been kind of following, uh, just the smoke there, man. He's, he's dumped a lot of weight. He's ready to go. He's down. He got down to lightweights. I was surprised. It was, uh, I mean, good for him. That'll be, uh, that'll be a good, that'll be an interesting matchup if you and him, uh, clash. Yeah, for sure. You know, he lost like 30 pounds, eh? I was, I know what I, I said, I'm going to tell him when I see him at Edmonton. I'm like, I need that diet plan. How did you do that? I'm like, holy, that was, that was pretty, uh, pretty impressive. And that was quick too. Like two months, yeah. like yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, it was interesting because I mean he looked really good in his fight there at Ice Horse too, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, I I think it's going to be a real fun tournament, and it uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, to the lightweight uh, tournament. And see how you guys do. That'll that'll be really cool. Yeah, in, in terms of the big in the just the the takeaway with it, uh, um. What was your experience like at the first one? I mean, obviously you had the big win and everything, and that's cool. Uh, just from a, uh, outside of that, just with the guys and everything else, how was the whole vibe? Was the locker room pretty cool? Everybody getting along? Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like I've been talking to a few of the guys since, so it's uh, we kind of got a little Ice Wars family on the go now. So it's it's pretty cool to uh, to network with those guys and and uh, and yeah, they're uh, pretty supportive. So it's good. Well, I mean, like you said, uh, you were you were down in Cold Lake to uh, for for Mayrad's boxing uh, for Swanson's boxing debut. Yeah, we went down and checked that out. Me and Jordan Kennedy went down there and checked that out. It was really good. Yeah, Swanee did well. It, well, as far as like you said, you joined the boxing gym there in Calgary. And stuff is this something you're? Uh, how are you enjoying the the boxing? You're going to stick with it even after the event? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be going to be a regular thing for me here now. So. I'll keep it going for sure. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, man. Well, hey, it's uh, like I said, I, I didn't want to keep you for too long. I just wanted the folks to, you know, because I know a lot of the listeners, obviously, they'll be tuning into Ice Wars too, and uh, kind of wanted to get the background of some of the guys taking part. And thank you for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, when I see you down in Edmonton, I'll uh, I'll buy you a few beers after the event. But uh, good luck to you, man. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?